My name is Jamali Soli and I welcome you to this episode of the Ideation Corner. The Ideation Corner is a space where ideas are discussed and dissected. And today I host Lindsay Biamogisha. She is an author of a new book recently published called Out of Sight and she's going to tell us all about it. Lindsay, you're very welcome. Thank you, Damali. Um, I'm nice. It's, it's really great to be here. Married. So tell me, how do you... Because a lot of people ask me this question. Yeah. How do you wake up and decide to write a book? What is the <laughs> thinking process behind that? Um, I think everyone's story is different. Um, but for me, I started thinking about this in 2020. Um, um, and so I just used to journal down the things that I want to write about. And then at the beginning of 2021, um, there is something that uh, the team leader where I work does. Um, he asks us for our goals, both um, at work, but also personal goals, and then follows up on that. Mm -hmm. And so one of my goals is to write and publish a book. And at this point... I, that was at the beginning of 2021? Yes. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I knew what I wanted to write about. Oh, by then you knew? Yes. Okay. And now I already knew. So I just needed like energy and the zeal to, to push on and start. Um, that was January 2021. Mm -hmm. And I didn't write my first paragraph until February, end okay. of February, mm -hmm. around 26th, 25th there, mm -hmm. is when I just decided to get onto my laptop. Um, I think I just woke up with that. Um, there's just something tugging on my heart. Mm -hmm. um, so I just woke up, got my laptop. And sat and, down. And sat down and wrote a paragraph. Um, before I knew it, I had like two pages. Okay. By the end of the day, and I was so excited. We just started with one paragraph. Yeah, <laughs> one paragraph. And before I knew it, the words were flowing. You know, there was just this excitement that surrounded the whole idea of, oh my God, I'm writing a book. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, I just started writing and okay. I was like, wow. But it's, it's interesting you say that it came to you, the idea of writing started 2020. Yes. But then you didn't write anything then. Yeah. You just said, I want to write, but then the, you spent a whole year not writing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then what pushed you was, the fact that now you had it as a goal. Yes, I now had it as a goal. Um, but also 2020, um, I, I, I kind of had this feeling that I'm not a writer as such. I don't write. Um, how are people going to see the way I write? What if people don't like my style of writing? So I still had, um, I still had those thoughts. yourself. Exactly, and mm. struggles. And like, what if people don't like the book? What if people just don't like the way I'm writing or telling my story? And so... I, I really struggled with that, yeah. um, but I, I would like to say that it's something that I would think about literally every day. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing about when you have passion for something mm -hmm. or when God has placed something on your heart, he will not let you rest <laughs> until you do it. <laughs> so yeah. how did you decide on the, back then, like in 2020, did you know the topic you wanted to write about? After you knew I want to write something, mm -hmm. people may not like it, but yeah. did you know what it is that you wanted to write about? Um, so while I was still struggling um, with that, I said, what do I have and what can I write about? And then it dawned on me that actually I have several experiences that I could share with the world. Um, and I think one that was most important for me at that time, also because I am passionate about education, um, was my experience in primary boarding school. And so for me, um, I was like, this is it. And I'm writing about it. Mm. Yeah. So now once you've got the topic, yeah, because, uh, you know, usually people talk about these writing processes. They're different for everyone, how yeah. they get to that point. Exactly. So you started with, I want to write. 
not sure what I what to write about. Then you started thinking about it, then you figure out what to write about. Yeah. Then twenty twenty one, that's when you had it as a real goal. Exactly. And then in Feb, that's when you actually sat so down right. to start typing stuff. Yes. Okay. So talk me through how how does someone begin? Okay, so for you it was you're going to start writing about your experience. Yeah. How do you do that? Because people have tons of experience. How do you structure yeah. it in a way that makes sense? Yeah. So I think for me, um, especially because of like the work that I do, um, but also just basic experience. Tell me, tell me about the work that you do. Ah, so I work with Boundless Minds Uganda. Um, it's a social enterprise and we do mentorship, um, specifically with students, young people and university students. Um, our focus though is mainly on 21st century skills like critical thinking, problem solving, communication, collaboration, um, because we strongly believe those are things that are not taught in very many schools and yet are needed in the work environment. So we uh, we identified that problem and decided to bridge the gap between school to work transition. Mm. Um, so while I was doing that work, I realized that I'm really passionate about education um, and I think it really stems from um, my experience in, in, in school really. And so that is how I came up with that. And I think the other thing is you need to get something that you're passionate about. Because I honestly think you, you can't pour from an empty cup, yeah? No. Yeah, you can't pour from an empty cup. So I'm I, sitting there typing one paragraph after the next episode. Exactly. It has to be something you care about. Exactly. And I think the other thing I wanted from my book mm. was for people that knew me, or even if you didn't know me, it, it for you to feel like I am reading to you even when I'm not there. So I think the thing is you can't write something heartfelt if it's something you're not passionate about. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a step to figure out um, mm. what you want to write about. Okay. Yeah? It has like, to be something that means something to you. Exactly. Okay. Because readers, people that read will tell. Um, they'll, they'll really tell that mm, she just wrote Yeah, she just wrote just. <laughs> just. Or they'll be like, oh my God, this is actually heartfelt. And so for me, that's how I had to narrow down mm. to that. It was something that you specifically care about. Yeah. And then um, we, we were talking about this earlier before we came on here, which is that, okay, so you sat down, you were writing roughly, mm -hmm. for how long were you writing? Because now this is now 2021. Yeah. For how long were you writing on your, basically on your laptop coming up with the first draft? Um, mm. So that um, from Feb to around July. Mm. And you at the same time you're working? Yes. Okay, so when do you define the time to? Um, so I would spend sleepless nights um, <laughs> writing. And my mom, my mom always made fun of me. She was like, that book is not your life. Let it go. Because I would literally be on my laptop midnight, 1, 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have writer's block and then things are just not... It's a blank page. Exactly. You're just staring and you're like, what do I write next? Like you have the story in your head, mm. but just the right words to bring out... Um, exactly what you want to say. Mm -hmm. um, so that was um, basically what I, I did. Okay. Come from work. And then you write in the night. Yeah. Every night. And, and so, weekends. So those, and weekends. Yes. Even if it was one paragraph. Yeah. Okay. So you just give yourself that every day I'm going to write something. It doesn't matter yes. how long it is or how short it is. I'm yeah. just going to write something. I'm just going to write something. Yes. Okay. And then you finish now your first draft. What is the next process? What happens? So now I know I just can't release my draft. Mm -hmm. 
So I, this is quite strange, but we, we, me and my first editor, we called it the trash copy because I was literally expressing you, myself, just pouring, pouring out everything the way it came came out and stuff like that. Okay. But then you realize that the thing about writing a book is sometimes you don't have to write everything like that is in the first draft. Mm -hmm. So now I got, I reached out to a friend um, who is into blogging. Mm -hmm. um, she connected me to editors. And now this is where you start to sieve. Mm -hmm. And no, I don't think this yes, is necessary. This program isn't there. Yeah. We don't need or that. now going to or detail about more. this. Okay. Yes, going to detail about this. Mm, I don't think you should write this and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, so they advised on that. We did story development. What do you really want to tell um, about, about this chapter or this story? Mm -hmm. um, what do you want the reader to take away? And so we started on that kind of development, how to write this chapter and various chapters. Mm -hmm. And so I went, now I started writing a chapter a week for 12 weeks. Okay. So now when you went to the editors, they just structured you more after having read your initial draft? Yes. After they like, we don't need that one week. Yes. Elaborate on this one. And yes. Then you went back and re rewrite. Re yes, I so had re to actually rewrite. Okay. I had to, I had to rewrite everything <laughs> so this took me 12 weeks because yes. there are 12 chapters yes. uh, but also at the same time i was reading a book mm -hmm. um it's i'm telling the truth but i'm lying <laughs> really yes <laughs> that's the title of the book um she's she's bipolar and she's talking about her experience with bipolar i think it's a really great book okay. and um the reason i um we chose that book is just to see how she writes because it's also a personal story mm. and so that's the book I was reading mm. at that moment, just to get like inspiration yeah. on how are people telling their stories. Um, so yes, that's the book I read. Mm. Uh, and just trying to see. So this is how she tells this story. Mm. How can I tell mine in my context? Okay. Yeah. So you had your 12 chapters and then after that you went back to your editor, you have your 12 chapters and they're fine. Yes. Okay. And they're fine. Yes. Then I had to get another set of editors. Mm. So these were two. Um, that did the uh, sentence structure, grammar, copy editing, mm. the English, <laughs> things like that. Yes. Yeah. You're like, no, that word doesn't go with the yeah. one that you've been using yeah. it that way. Or the maybe whole it's, it's, it's better if you use a comparison here. <laughs> Tell us more about it. Things like that. Um, like I said, I thought I was not really a writer. Mm -hmm. So they really advised on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they were really helpful. Okay. And then um, you went into publishing? You had to publish this wonderfulness? Yes, I had to publish. Mm. Um, I self-published because um, there were very many dynamics with uh, publishing houses and stuff. Mm. Um, so I had it's to It's a get... complicated process because I tried to get into yeah. the publishing houses, but it was too com it would just take too long. Yeah. I thought, you know, I'm going to And they have their own way of doing yeah. things. And then they, they make you change. <laughs> exactly. The your book. whole idea. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that's why I chose self-publishing. Okay. Um, but um, for me, I had to also get in touch because everyone did. So there are different people that did these things. So yeah. I had to hire the editors <clears throat> individually. Then I got a graphics person to do the cover page and mm. the back page. Okay. Then I had to get someone to do the book layout. Mm -hmm. And then I had to also get someone to do the actual printing and stuff. So me, I, I, I just went through hiring very different people, um, yeah. which was quite costly. Yeah. So this money was from your salary? Your salary, yes. you put it towards the book? Yes. Okay. From my salary, um, I asked my siblings on the last born. Um, mm -hmm. I asked my siblings. I'll just post in the group. Guys, I need money to pay the editor. Um, <laughs> and um, I asked my mother yes. for some money. <laughs> so Everyone now, was pouring into exactly. this, this book. And I think that's the thing I didn't know about. I think I should even write a blog about this. But yes. I didn't know that 
publishing is actually quite costly. Um, mm. So I reach there now. I have my book, <laughs> but I need money. No, you need money. <laughs> A lot of it. <laughs> yeah. So if I knew this, I would have prepared and planned. Um, yeah. But I didn't. Now I was just excited, yeah. and I was like, "This story needs." But you know, sometimes you just have to start. Yeah. You find it out along the yeah. way. But imagine if you started with the money. You yeah. start telling yourself, "I don't have the have money. Enough. What would exactly. I be writing? The publishers won't accept this." Yeah. yeah. So it's it's good we didn't know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad. <laughs> yes. I, I I I'm I'm glad I just started because I don't think this book would be out. Would be out. Yeah. yeah. So now you've printed it. Um, it's in where? Where can we find it? In bookstores. Or? So hmm. I have not yet <laughs> um, put out in different bookstores, but when I do, I'll let you know. Hmm. So most people are just contacting me on my social media platforms hmm. and those who have my number. Okay. Yes. They're contacting you directly, directly for the book. Yes. How much are you selling it? 35,000 shillings. Okay. Okay. That's, that's fine. Are you planning to put it in bookstores? Yes. Okay. I just don't know which ones. <laughs> yes, um, you should. I, I did try when I wrote the the ideation corner. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to put it. Okay, I considered putting it in a bookstore. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting process. You should go through it. I, <laughs> I, I will. I will definitely will. And then uh, also before we came on, uh, you told me that you had just uh, was it 2019, 2020 when you finished your school, de- your school, yeah. and you did what did you major in? Procurement and supply chain management. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I looked at you. <laughs> yeah. You did procurement and then woke up and wrote a book. Yeah. So you're not necessarily, you didn't do literature, you didn't do, but you woke up and said, I want to write a book. Yeah. I did literature in Essex High mm-hmm. School, HSE. Um, I think it was an interesting subject. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said before, I didn't think I was much of a writer. Mm. But at least I know that I've always wanted to write. Yeah. Um, I was just a little bit shy and like, what if people don't like the stuff that I write about? Mm. But I think this book has been proof enough for me that it's very important mm. that we pursue the things that we're passionate about. Yeah. And you see, the thing about such arts, such kind of arts is the only way you can improve is if you do you it have to more. do it yeah yeah so i think i need to write more for me to be more of a writer this is this your first writing have you blogged before no <laughs> i don't have a You've blog, never blogged. but it's coming up <laughs> wait you just went straight to writing a book yes <laughs> yes um, but the blog is That's coming up bold. it's part of my plans i like it <laughs> yeah so tell me tell me key highlights about the book what generally what is it about so because you want people to read it yeah definitely <laughs> definitely um out of sight is about my experience in primary boarding school um i read a series of short stories really i'm um, talking about my experience individually um i share a few of other people's experiences um both uh, people that went to the same school that i did but also um different schools um there are different themes in the book. Mm-hmm. I think every chapter, so there are a series of short stories and every chapter is a standalone. It kind of has its own theme. Mm. So there's basically how do you relate with people, um, exposure, because I go to Japan and Rwanda. Um, so there is also a different story about those two countries that I write about. And then there are other things about our way of life as students, kids really growing mm. up, the environment in which we grow up, our relationship with the teachers, the metrons, basically the school staff and so there are very many themes um Mm -hmm. there but the whole concept and the whole goal for the book um really is drawn from the title 
mm. out of out sight. Of sight. Yeah. You know that the quote, things you don't see exactly, okay. and you know the quote out of sight, out of mind. Right. So you don't see it; it's definitely not going to be in your mind. Mm. And so, my goal for this book is: what is it that's happening in the schools that you're not telling us? Mm. So it's written for the parent, should we say? Yes. Because so those are the ones who are not seeing. The child is seeing. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. But also, mm. um, yes, for the parent. But also I'm just thinking people that can relate to the stories that I write about. Mm. Because I believe we are all going to be a parent of some sort um, someday. So um, can you make a better choice? Can you make a, bit, a better decision and stuff like mm. that? So that's basically it. That's exactly okay. So could, could we say that this is the primary boarding school experience in Uganda? or just for a few schools? Or could, or could you relate it generally to a primary school boarding experience in Uganda? Yes. Okay. Honestly, I will tell you that I needed to know. At, at some point in my life, I thought, when I was writing this, especially the first draft, it felt like I was making up these things because some of them are so hard to believe, yeah? Then something like, came People up. won't believe me. Exactly. So um, I had to think, I had to go back and, and, and reach out to people that I went to school with and really ask, did these like, things did this happen? happen right? And they're like, yes, I remember. Yes, I do remember. And now I needed to know whether other people could relate. So I had to get people from other schools. Okay. And um, if you bring the whole number, I, I actually sent out a Google form mm -hmm. for people that had gone to boarding school that would like to, to chat and talk about their experience. Mm -hmm. I interviewed 90 people. Okay. Um, from different schools across Uganda. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, Damali, these things happen. I just don't know why. One, people don't want to talk about them. Mm. Or it has become the status quo that everyone is so used to it. Like, it's not news anymore. Mm. And I'm asking them, did you used to do this in school? I'm like, yeah. And for me, like, now as a grown-up, I'm like, no, children shouldn't have to go through that. And let, let me ask, when... So all the people you talked to were students. Yeah. Did you, was there any question that asked them, did they ever speak to their parents about it? About yes. the, the strange things? So um, I think that's half, there is a half of, on, on, on each side. Mm. Some would actually speak to their parents. And I think I am part of them. Mm. Um, I would tell my mother that I am being beaten. I like, there's nothing wrong with being mm. punished, but how are you beating me? How many times are you beating me? Is the problem. And with what, <laughs> by the way? Um, so that, where do we draw the line? That you're saying there's nothing wrong with beating. I feel like there's <laughs> something wrong with beating. Well, in Africa, the African be... culture is, um, it's but okay there, to beat. There are good ways to punish someone. Exactly. Thank yeah. you very much. And so, um, where do you draw the line mm -hmm. between punishment and violence? Mm. Or, I don't know, it's, I feel like teachers or matrons really crossed boundaries. But then my question for me, because you see the parent, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm trying to stand in the shoes of the parent. Yeah. The parent, I, you know, I take you to a good school. Of course, I want the best for you. I love yeah. you. And then I take you to school. I yeah. think it's a good school because, and a lot of these things are out of my sight. So I don't know of them. Yeah. So as a parent, how do I get to know this stuff? Because, I mean, when I'm taking the kid, they won't tell me, yeah, we will cane your child just because they didn't do their homework. We'll give yeah. them 100 canes. They, yeah. they won't necessarily say that. Yeah. But maybe that happens. Yeah. But how do I, as a parent, get to know so I can make the right decision? Um, so I think now it takes initiative. Mm. Um, 
I, I think it only takes the bold parents for you to go and say, what happens if my child comes late to class? What are you going to do to them? Yeah. Or what are they eating? Small, small things like that. Where are they sleeping? How, um, how do, what are the school structures, the systems in place mm -hmm. for the kids that come to this school? But if I ask, the, the school will give me the standard. They'll tell me, yeah, she's having wonderful food. She's sleeping well. Of course, we don't punish her if she comes late. You yeah. know, or if we to punish her, she'll sit under that tree or we'll yeah. make her sweep the compound, which are all acceptable punishments for me. Those, those yeah. will be okay. Like, yeah, you're late. They tell you to sweep the compound or go yeah. work in the cafeteria or stand under a tree or, you know, yeah. you can. So they'll tell me those punishments, yeah. which then I'll be like, yeah, fine. My daughter, go to school and that should be fine. And let me tell you, yeah. they're always lying. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. They're always lying because my mom would come on VD and so for us, we used to kneel down. So you can't kneel, greet your parents. Um, that's how we were raised in the school. And so you're seeing this whole picture of well-behaved kids. The teachers and matrons are speaking wonderful things about them. And yet, actually, when they leave, it's a completely different story. And so I think now it goes back to parents listening to their children. Because I am very sure that no teacher is going to say that if she doesn't do my work, I am beating you 23 times. I was beaten 23 times in my P7. And I write about it in the book. Um, so I, so this is what happened. We used to do in P7. So because we're preparing for November exams at UNEB, we used to do different tests like weekly and stuff. But teachers didn't have time to mark. So they would return the papers. We mark ourselves. But you get a paper that's not yours. Um, so you see, if the answer is ideation corner mm -hmm. and someone writes ideation and misses out corner, <laughs> so I was lenient and gave them you the gave mark. A mark. Yeah. <laughs> so when they returned the papers to the other class, um, the teacher happened to land on the paper that I had marked. She was so furious. She was like, I want you guys to pass. I don't know why you're marking wrong answers, corrects and stuff like that. And they sent for me. Oh my God. It was never good news if a teacher sent for you. Mm. Um, I remember I left my class. I was really shivering. We had purple sleeveless dresses. That, 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 that was our day wear. I go with my sleeveless dress and she's telling me, so you marked so-and-so's paper? I'm like, yes. So because we used to write right, uh, yeah. our name, yeah, mm -hmm. the person that was marked. And she's like, why do you mark wrong things correct and stuff like that? And I have nothing to say. But also... You can't talk back. I can't do... Yeah, exactly. You can't talk back. That's not how we are raised. You can't talk back to an elder. Those are rhetorical questions. So if like, she says you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> and she gets her, her stick. She hits me from one arm to another. I literally started counting and there were like 23. I had marks on my hands and I just ran away crying to the sick bay. And I couldn't believe it. Like now that I think about it, like when I was writing that chapter, I couldn't believe it. Like who does that? Mm. It's... But the question for me, again, stepping back into the shoes of the parent, mm -hmm. like I, I wouldn't know that my child is being basically violently beaten for, yeah. you know, yes, she could be given another punishment. Yeah. So it would mean that you as a child, mm -hmm. the teacher will never tell me, that's a given. Yeah. So it means that I need to have a good relationship with you, my child, exactly. so that you're able to tell me. <clears throat> exactly. But also, <clears throat> I think even after having that relationship, it's important that we believe our children. Um, mm -hmm. If you if you realize children always tell the truth, mm -hmm. um, you would ask like a four-year-old, have you eaten today? And they'll say, no, I've not eaten. I'm hungry. They have not given me food. And they're being honest. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I think that sometimes parents don't believe their children. Especially so from your research, yeah. these are the 90 people that you happen to speak to. Was it the case that sometimes they would t tell their parents and the parents won't believe it? So I had a friend that mm -hmm. told me, she, 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 she told the parent and they changed schools. So some parents That's actually it. listen. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing is some things are too hard to believe because the school is portraying this image of we are good and and your child is telling you something else mm -hmm. so i think now you're stuck between who should i believe but also because you want good results yeah. in a so-called good, good yes. school <laughs> you, you're like no my child is lying so you decide to go with that but i think it's very important mm -hmm. that if you have if you build this relationship with your child then you're able to believe them and and and, and tell that okay, now she's actually telling the truth mm -hmm. and I should be able to believe her regardless of what she says because you know your child, they are yours. You don't know the teacher. Mm -hmm. You don't know the matron. Yeah. Yeah. So then was it the case that, uh, now for you, in your case, did you mm -hmm. tell your parents? Yes, I used to tell my mom. Um, even on, we used to go back to school, I think Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. And I would tell, I would tell my mom the day before going back to school. I don't want to go to school. Um, this is what I happened. This is what happens. They beat us so much, like really, really beat us. And let me tell you, I remember at least on two occasions, they would force me into my uniform, drag me into the car and drive me to school. Mm -hmm. And I would cry all the way. And, and I, and, and I think, she didn't know. Like, I, I don't even write the book from a place of anger, mm. but she didn't know. And let me tell you, if you also went to that school, mm. you would not know. <laughs> no, I think you, you're just being dramatic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or you don't want to leave home. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, we're almost running out of time. Uh, yeah. But um, I would want probably given your experience and the people, the number of people you've spoken to, yeah. uh, to give some general like recommendation or advice to parents because you know i'm thinking that as a parent you you, you may have to take your child to a boarding school yeah. in primary yeah it's just that's your circumstance yeah but if i hear some of the, the experiences it's a cautionary tale yeah so what kind of recommendation would you give a parent who you have to take the child to boarding school yeah so um first of all let me even first say sometimes when i think about um going to boarding school at a very young age I, my heart really breaks. Um, I joined boarding school at the age of eight. And so that was what class? P3. P3. Okay. And for me, it really, really breaks my heart because this child is your responsibility. And if you can, I would rather they join in high school. If you can, mm. like, just create that time, wake up in the morning, take them, create that time in the evening, pick them up. Mm. It's just seven years. But if the worst comes to the worst, and you can't, and you, can't, mm. and you need to take them to boarding school, find out the nitty-gritties. It's not that hard. Just, like, if the teachers are not are telling you everything is good, find out to people or parents that have had their children go through that school. Like, social media has really helped us. You can find anything online. Just put up a tweet. Hey, has anyone been to ABC school? Mm -hmm. Yeah? People will reach out and tell you about it. Um, so it's very important that you do your research. The way you would do your research if you are going to a country. I don't know. Doing very many things, you're doing your research. 
then who is your child for you not to do your research about mm -hmm. it? So I think if you really have to, then you need to do, um, you need to take caution. Yeah. Because I think the other thing that I write about is these are formative ages for children. Um, eight is really young to be away from home. And the, the, the environments we grow in either make us or break us. So if your child is traumatized at that age, it is going to manifest in their adulthood. If they are encouraged to be themselves and express themselves at that age, it is going to stick with them. So um, it's, 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 it's quite unfortunate that we only see these things when we are adults and you're wondering, why am I acting like this? And yet you don't know it stems from how you grew up, yeah? <laughs> why am I like this? Exactly. <laughs> and so, honestly, but me, honestly, I wouldn't take my child you to boarding school. What if the best school, like the best school is so far away from you, the best day school? Would you take your kid to, you know, because I was thinking about there it, is, that, is I, that, I, I was thinking about it, that I'll probably take my kid to the school next to my home. Yeah. But it's I feel like, nice. yeah, but I can deal with that because yeah. I can give them coaching and give extra training yeah. on the weekend, but at least I'm with them. Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah. Either that or you take them to a boarding school. Because you yeah. can't be stuck in traffic trying to get to the best day school around. I would rather. Um. I would rather if, and you see, the thing is, if you look at our Uganda now, such good schools yes. have shuttles. So you just okay. pay an extra fee for the okay. shuttle. Okay. And now at least you would have seen your child and then have time to engage them and be involved in their life. Okay. But for me, I think it's a done deal um, for the experience that I had. But you can't. I, I can't. Okay. <laughs> so um, unfortunately, we're out of time. What are your last words? Any last thing you would like to say? Um, first of all, um, the things that I write about are my experience. Um, but even as you read, I hope that this would just be um, something to pay attention to, something that really matters. Because for me, I will tell you, I, I think I was telling you earlier that I used to dream about some of these things and I had to go for therapy because I couldn't sleep at night because of, of all these things. I was traumatized, but things have started to change. Um, I know they are, I'm not entirely against primary boarding school, um, I just think to, to, to play your role as a parent and be involved in your child's life. Um, and also, just to make it clear, I don't write this book from a place of anger. I just want to see change. Change in our school system, change in the way people parent um, and stuff like that. All right. So, well, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, that you had it from Lindsay. Please do check out her book. You can get it uh, through her, any of her social media platforms. You can order for it from her. So, yeah, I recommend that uh, you read it. It says Out of Sight. It's an interesting title. Thank you.